stand in John chapter 8. John chapter 8, and I think I, a few months ago I, I talked from these scriptures, but it'll be a little different tonight. But I just, uh, something on, on my mind, on my heart tonight. John 8, 31 and 32, then said Jesus to those Jews. Sometimes you got to pay attention a lot of times to um, the principles may apply to all, but specifically at this point, Jesus was talking to the Jewish people who who had believed on him. So you, you've started something now. You, you've uh, moved forward from just simply believing in the law of Moses, and now you're believing on me. And so Jesus said to those Jews that believed on him, if you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. And so tonight, for a few moments, just want to teach and just on this thought, standing on truth, standing on truth. Let's, let's pray together one more time for the teaching of the word. Father, we love you and honor you tonight. We thank you. Oh, that you, that you did come, that you wrapped yourself in flesh and came into this world. We love you for it. And Lord, we love your word. We're thankful for the truth of your word and what you've brought us to. Tonight, let our hearts be good ground for the seed of the gospel, for the word of God. And Lord, we're going to praise you for the growth, for the change, for everything that it does in our lives tonight. We ask it in Jesus' name. Everyone say amen one more time. Let's clap our hands to the Lord. Hallelujah. We love you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You can be seated. God bless you in Jesus' name. Thank you for being in the house of the Lord. Good to see you, Vinny. Praise the Lord. God, well... Standing on the truth. And it could be standing on truth, standing for truth. Um, if you're standing on truth, you're continuing in truth. And that was one thing Jesus said in the, the, that passage was that you need to continue in my word. And, you know, I, I heard, and you've heard this saying, I, I would hear Brother Hart quote this saying a lot of times that, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. We've heard that uh, in our lifetime, and, and that's a fact. You've you got to stand for something so you don't fall for just anything. And especially in this day, in this hour, with so many ideas and, and things that are floating around, Paul actually prescribed for the church the use of the fivefold ministry so that we would not be tossed about with every wind of doctrine, so we could stand on truth because they were, the ministry was given for the perfecting of the saints to help us understand and come into the unity of the faith as it would be or the unity of this truth. And so we, we need to learn uh, as we live for God that it's not wrong to stand on the truth. Sometimes in our uh zeal to be soul winners as he talked about this weekend we're so worried that we're going to offend someone that we will uh, skirt around the truth sometimes or we'll uh, we'll kind of blur it a little bit so it doesn't seem so sharp to people but 
The fact of the matter is that the word is the truth, and the word, the scripture says, is a sharp two-edged sword. And we don't have to apologize for standing on the truth that God has brought us to. There are a lot of ideas out there today that, um, you know, that everybody, well, you know, everybody's got their own truth, and, you know, everybody's really serving the same God, and, and we're all going to the same place, and we really all believe the same things, but that's not, that's not right. Now, because believing is a step, and it's part of it. Listen to what Jesus said. He said to those Jews which believed on him. That's, that's, a, that's a big one. And when people believe in Jesus, that's fantastic. Whether they have a fullness or understanding of truth or not, man, to say that they believe that Jesus loves them, that he lived and died and rose again, that is faith and that is remarkable and we need to believe on him. The Jews, it was a big thing for them because that means they had moved from uh, not from something that was wrong, they had moved into a more perfect uh, uh, covenant. They were believing now that uh, Jesus was the Messiah and that this new covenant was going to be coming into effect. So they were going to be not just because, oh, what about that? We were in the wrong thing. No, they were in the right thing uh, at, for the time. But now a new dispensation was coming and they would have to believe on Jesus. But he said, you believe on me, but if you're going to be my disciple, you have to continue in my word. You can't just live by belief only. You've got to continue in the word if you are going to be my disciple. And what happens as we continue in his word is that we begin to know some things. I talked about that on uh, Sunday, that there are some things that the church should simply know. We should be learning. And just like we went to school and we learned that 2 plus 2 was 4, now we know that. And we should be learning things as we live for God and as we walk and as we continue. That means to, to, to not stop but to keep moving forward in God's Word and as we are His disciples that we will know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. You know, we need to stand on what we know. We need to stand for what we know, because the only way we're going to stand is in what we know. We've got to hang, stay in there. Paul uh, began to describe uh, the, the whole armor of God, and in that chapter, in Ephesians chapter 6, he said, after we have done all, to stand, stand, and then he said, stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, the same thing that Jesus was saying here is that you're going to have to stand in this word, this truth, it's, that's what's going to make you free, belief alone is not enough to keep you liberated, it's going to take the word, the truth. We've got to stand fast, stand for, stand in, stand on the truth. That is a foundation. Uh, listen, uh, even these Jews who had changed their, their mind about who Jesus was, they can't stop or revert back and still be okay. He said, you've got to continue. And so that ought to give us a little 
instruction let us know that you can't turn back on this. You turn back on it, you're walking away from what sets you free. You've got to continue so that you can still have this liberty, this truth. He said, you'll know the truth. The truth was that Jesus was the Christ, the Son of God. And if the Son makes you free, you're free indeed. And one thing you can count on when you continue in God's Word and you begin to know the truth is that the truth will never free you from God's Word. We're free through the Word. And uh, we continue in the Word. But the word, the, the truth will never lead you outside of God's Word. It will never take you out of those guardrails of the Word of God that keep you on the straight and narrow. We need to continue in the Word of God. What does Jesus say? It's, you know, there's a lot of, you know, we, we, there's a lot of leeway given and a lot of, uh, you know, just allowances for culture of the world today that, well, you know, but we live in this time frame and this is what's going on in the world today. So maybe, you know, we, we don't talk about that, this part of the Bible or maybe we don't preach these kind of scriptures because so many people would be offended. But then we are no longer continuing in the truth. We've got to stand on the truth. If we don't stand for something, we will fall for just about anything. Just think that that same little quote could apply to Adam and Eve. If they had just stood on the truth, they would have not fallen for the lies of the enemy. Because standing on the, on the truth, how can you go wrong being in truth? You can't. There's, there, there might be other avenues that are presented to you, but if you stay in the truth, you're going to be okay. Not something that sounds like the truth. Not something that seems like it's going to... Uh, enhance the truth you already have because God's word don't need no old preacher said the word of God don't need no propping up it don't it's it's gonna stand for itself it means what it means it's got everything you need you don't have to embellish it you don't have to exaggerate God's word you don't have to try to boast about God's word you can just tell the truth because the truth speaks for itself and and if the if the word is truth which we know that it is uh, the word is truth then it's going to accomplish what it's set out to do. It's going to provide. We live by that word. Uh, we pray by that word. We have faith by that word. That means our faith is in truth. And we need people today. And as this word, I'm telling you, because in the last times, the Scripture says that, that seducers and, and uh, evil people will get worse and worse. They're, they're going to be uh, changing. Jesus said in the last days, do not be deceived. Beware, lest any man deceive you and Paul would even say don't let don't be spoiled by philosophies and vain deceits and and not after Christ because Christ is the truth because he is the word made flesh that dwelt among us and the word is truth that's why the truth what a foundation to have there's no other foundation the scripture says than Jesus well the Bible says that Jesus is the truth I am the way I'm the truth his word is truth. So Jesus is the word made flesh, dwelt among us. You can't do better than Jesus as your foundation. He is the only foundation that we can actually build on. We need to stand on the truth. Stand on the word of God. And will everybody like the word of God? No. Will everybody like your stance? Man, people don't even like your stance on who you like playing college football. 
but we don't, you know, we don't worry about that. We don't mind, uh, we don't mind hollering at people that, that wear uh, burgundy elephants. We don't mind hollering at them, you know. Uh, yeah, we don't care about them Alabama. Uh, we ain't no roll tide in this room. I mean, come on. I hope not. But you know what I'm, what I'm saying is that, you know, we, we have no problem with, with shouting our slogans at our family members or friends that like other teams and stuff like that. And some of them, they ain't even funning with it. They, they ain't funning with it. My wife thinks it's funny that I say that word. But they, they, they're, not, they're, they're like, I'll fight you over this. I will cut you if you talk about my team. I mean, they, 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 they go, go down to Florida to the Gator Bowl and see how many fights they are. That's, uh, that's, they, they, they get mean over that. Well, they're going to get upset you know, uh, about your stance on the word. But if you're going to be his disciple, then you have to continue in his word. And uh, he, he said, oh, well, I believe on you. Well, that's good. But you have to continue in my word so that you can be my disciple. And then as you continue, you're going to continue to learn and you're going to know the truth. And it's the truth that shall make you free. You're going to know me. The Bible says for us to grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. We're supposed to grow in that knowledge. But how can you grow if you don't continue? You, know, you, you don't learn anything else if you stop. That's why so many people stop at their new birth experience and they think, I've got all I need because your new birth comes through belief. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. That's water birth. Jesus said, they that believe on me should receive the Holy Ghost. That's the spirit birth. And I've seen a lot of people born of water, born of spirit, born again, start a new life and walk away from God. And so they're going to have to have a resurrection in their spiritual life because they've walked away from the life. They, they're, they're not continuing. They, I got that. That's all I need. It's like they think they punched a ticket to heaven, but that's not how it works. There are a lot of people that are going to be lost that have obeyed Acts 2.38. That's just, ooh, that's tough. Well, it's the truth because you've got to continue in the word. You've got to continue walking in the truth, and that's how you know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. And so uh, we need to make sure that we are standing for the Word of God. We will, you know, for a long time, especially in this country, you know, religious freedom, you know, no persecution really of anybody that uh, believed in the Lord that was a Christian. But, but look at how the world is. They, Christianity is under attack. And, uh, you know, it's, if you're a Christian, you know, you're, they don't look at your rights or give you any rights or give you any, you know, freedom in this world. They, they think, well, you're a Christian, so you're trying to tell everybody this is the only way to be saved. Well, you know, I, since you brought it up, uh, you can't be saved outside of Jesus. So there's no other name under heaven given whereby we must be saved. You know, so we're not liked because of that but what has happened in the Christian world is that to uh, alleviate some of that persecution people have folded and become tolerant of these things in the world and they're no longer continuing 
in the Word. It, you could ask them if they believe that Jesus died for them. They would say, oh, yes, I do. Then why don't you continue in his word? Uh, do you love the Lord? Yes, I love him. Well, he said, if you love me, keep my commandments. And so I can't uh, continue to profess my love for him if I am checking off commandments that I will no longer talk about or stand on or, or keep because it may upset the culture of the world. I've got to stand on the truth. I still love him, and I still love his name. And I'm still glad he came. And, I'm, and like that song said, let others go on and do what they got to do. But it makes me happy to sing about you. It makes me happy to lift my hands and praise the Lord. And, and this is, he saved me so that I could serve him. And so I'm going to serve him in the truth. The Bible says that God's a spirit. If we're going to worship him, we must worship him in spirit and in truth. Well, if we're going to worship him in spirit and in truth, you're going to worship him in the word. Jesus said, the words I speak, they are spirit. Number one, sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. If you're going to worship God in spirit and truth, then you're going to worship him in the word by continuing in the word of God. John, as, uh, in John 17, while Jesus was praying in verse 14, he, he said, I have given them thy word. And we think about, well, he's given me faith, he's given me miracles, he's given me a calling, he's given me anointing. But first and foremost, number one, he said, I have given them thy word. Because you live by every word uh, that proceeds out of his mouth. Without uh, the word, there is no faith. And without faith, we can't please God. We've got to have the word. And he said, uh, I've given them thy word, and the world has hated them because they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. The world hates them because I gave them your word. They hate them because they follow me, because they're not of the world, even as I am not of the world. That doesn't mean you're extraterrestrial. You're not, they know E.T., in here, it's it's not little green men. He's not, but we're not of the world's system of their mindset. We don't follow culture. We are in a covenant with God, and covenant will always trump. And that's not a political statement. I'm just using that word. Uh, it, that covenant always trumps culture, every time, every time. And so the Lord, Lord kept on. He said, and I pray. Not that you would take them out of the world, but you would keep them from the evil. Now, listen, Jesus said that you'll know the truth and the truth will make you free. If you're continuing in my word that I have given you, you'll stay free. Free from what? Free from the evil in the world. How do we stay uh, from being sucked in and connected and, and demolished by this world? It's through trusting, believing, continuing in the word of God. They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Now listen, sanctify them. The word sanctify means to make holy, to purify, and to consecrate. So he said, Lord, make them holy, purify them, and consecrate them. How? Through thy truth. Thy word is truth. And friend, we are born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible, the Word of God. So he's, 
the Lord is talking about his disciples and those that would come behind, behind them, that would believe on their words. Lord, Father, make them holy, purify them, consecrate them, not through just some, some juking and jiving and shaking and rolling and running, but through your word. I'm all for juking and jiving and running and rolling. Believe me, I love it. I love that shout. But uh, if I ain't got the truth, I got nothing to shout about. Uh, 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 that's just a form of godliness without the power. Uh, I, I want to I be holy. I want to be purified. I want to be consecrated. I want to be set apart. And he said, do that through your truth. Your word is truth. So how do we think if the Bible tells me to be holy because he's holy, how can I be holy? We always say we can't be holy without the Holy Ghost. Well, that's true. But you can't be holy without the word because you wouldn't have the Holy Ghost without the word. Hey, before the God's spirit was ever poured out on flesh, it was the word. That's why Peter said this is that that was spoken by the prophet. Before it was ever poured out, it was a word. It was preached. It was uh, promised. And, and so the word is truth because it happened just like Joel spoke it on the day of Pentecost. It was truth. And it made people holy, and it purified them, and it consecrated them. And that, that's what that new birth does. Baptism washes us from the sins of our past, and it washes us white as snow. That's where the blood of Jesus is applied, and then the Holy Ghost makes us His. Without the Spirit of Christ, the Scripture says, we are none of His, so we need that. That's Word. So uh, we're going to be hated for our freedom, and we are not like the world. We are free. The world will say, well, we're free, but they're not free. They're not free. They're, 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 they're in bondage to those things that, that they're trying to be like. But we have been set free. People say, oh, you, you're, 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 you've been brought in bondage. But no, I, I've been set free. I'm, I don't have to conform to the world. I don't have to give in to the things of the world. I've been made free from that. And you are never, and you will never increase your freedom by going outside of the Word of God. Whenever you start sidestepping Scripture, uh, you can check yourself. You'll know you're doing it for your flesh every time. It's, it's, it's so that because your flesh is like, ooh, I don't like that. The flesh is an enemy against the Spirit, and the Word is Spirit. And so a lot of times our flesh will be like, oh, no, I don't want to do that, or I, I don't want to have to give up that or so we'll sidestep that but uh, anytime you go around the word that's not freedom you're not being more free by doing that and and what Jesus said for he wanted for us to be holy purified and consecrated listen holiness is not bondage purity and consecration is not bondage it's freedom he just said it was freedom it's freedom sanctify them through the truth. Your word is truth. The word, the truth, makes you free. So don't let somebody tell you, man, you're in a cult, man. You're one of them Jesus freaks. You're one of them, uh, you, yeah, absolutely. Me, me too, darling. And uh, you, you're one of them, uh, you know, can't do this, can't do that, can't do. Uh, that ain't even true. Because I can do whatever I want to do. I choose not to. So anybody tell you, oh, y'all can't do this? No, I, I can. I don't. Because uh, I want to be pleasing to God. 
I want to I want to line up with the word. I want to continue in His word, and I want to know the truth so the truth can set me free. I, I don't, anybody tell you, you oh, you go to church and you can't do this, you can't do that. That's nonsense, man. I can do whatever I want to. You know, it's it's like you know, it's just like people. Well, you you got a, a heart condition. You can't do this and you can't do that. Well, I can, but if I do it, I'll die. So I choose not to. You know, it's, the, it's not that I can't do it. It's just I choose not to do it so I don't die. And so it's the same way, way with us living for God. I, I can do whatever. I, God didn't take my free will away. But I have learned through sticking to his word and walking in his truth that I am free. Free indeed. Free completely. And uh, that I don't have to do those things. I don't want to do those things. And I promise you the desire for those things will start to fall away when you first get into church a lot of times you fight it man it's a battle oh and you're mad at yourself because you ended up you feel like oh I just messed this whole day up or I messed this whole week up and and you're just mad at yourself but you're no different than Paul was because Paul he he came to this knowledge of Christ and he still fought inside himself he said the good that I want to do I can't find out how to do it The, the the wickedness and the evil stuff I don't want to do I end up doing it anyway and I, I have realized there is a war in my flesh there's a battle inside of me and it's the the old man is battling against that man of sin that sin that's in me is battling against this freedom that I've got and sometimes I'm just plain old human and I make a stupid choice and I do the thing that I don't want to do but I have decided that I will continue in his word. And I will be free from those things. So if you're thinking, I'll never be free from these things that torment my mind. You will if you continue in his word. It will eventually lose its hold on you. Just like Israel was made free from Egypt. 400 and, and some odd years, 430 years I think that they were in uh, and dwelt in Egypt and were in slavery and bondage in Egypt and all these things and and it seemed like they would never get free but they did because they continued on the path that God was leading them he was leading them by the cloud and leading them by the fire and he was leading them farther and farther away and, and then he finally told them he said once you get through this water he said those things that are chasing you you won't see them anymore and it's the same way with walking and living for God. Unless we stop. That's why he told the Jews. He said, you've believed. He said, but you can't go back. You can't build again the things that you uh, have destroyed or it's going to get you. You can't look back and desire the country you came out of. You, you have got to continue moving forward, moving on the word, moving in the truth. And if you do that, you will be free Indeed, the word of God is forever settled in heaven. Ancient landmarks, the scripture says, old paths that cannot be removed. And if we continue in those things, we're not out of date. We're not, uh, we're not square. We're, you know, if it is in his hip to be square, how about that? So, so, but if, if it, whatever they want to call us, let them call so what? Are we so petty that we can't handle somebody calling us a little childish name? 
is, man, I tell you what I've got from God. You know, those, we, we talk about this in different factions, but sticks and stones will break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Let me tell you, what people call me because I serve God does not bother me. You know, it doesn't. Because the truth the, that I've got, the word that I've got, that spirit that lives within me, greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. And I'm not going to let some, some little sour patch kid, you know, you know, stick their tongue out at me and, and call me names, call me a, you know, a, a freak or a holy roller or a Bible thumper or whatever they call I don't even know if they got new names for it today or not, but whatever it is, they can cuss me. They can say whatever they want to. And I'm, I'm going to be like, stick my lip out and act like nobody loves me. Man, listen, the Lord loves me. And, and I've got people that love me. And I'm going to stand for the word. I'm going to stand on the word. I'm going to live for God. Because for now, for almost 31 years, uh, friend, this has been the best life going. I have not regretted one, 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 one moment of the time. Now, one time have I, have I ever regretted uh, that, that trip I made to the altar that night where I told the Lord, you can have it all. I'll give it all up. I'll lay it all down. Just don't ever let me lose this. I'll never regret that decision, that prayer. Lord, let me have this. Let me keep this. Whatever it takes, I don't want to ever walk away from this. I will never regret that prayer. Because no matter what I've faced, the Word has gotten me through. Oh, if we didn't have the word, you know, many times we talk about that, that scripture that says that, you know, God will make with every temptation. God makes a way of escape that we can bear it. So many times that escape is found right here in the pages of this book that it shows me the way out. And if I didn't have the word to pray, if I, if I didn't have the word that let me know, I'll never leave you or forsake you. I didn't know there was scripture that, that told me no weapon formed against you will prosper or that nothing can separate you. You know, if I didn't have these scriptures to lean on, uh, knowing that God had, had can build the waste places and God can forgive my sins. And if I, you know, if I do make a mistake, he's faithful and just to forgive me. If, if I fall, uh, that his hand can pick me up and I won't be utterly cast down. If I didn't have these scriptures, I, 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 I couldn't escape. But oftentimes it comes through this word. And the world hates that. Because they have to sell out to feel free. Well, I tell you, I'm sold out. I'm sold out to the Lord. But I, I didn't purchase this. God gave me this. Uh, this is the free gift. And, and he gave me this. The word is a free gift. And, and uh, so... Uh, I can walk in this truth and walk in this word and be his disciple and be free indeed. And I don't have to sell off part of myself to be free. I don't have to uh, you know, fit in with the crowd, uh, so to speak. I, I, I can just be his. I can be the sheep of his pasture. I can, I can be part of his bride. I can be part of his building. I'm part of the church. I'm his child. The Bible says the Spirit bears witness that we are the sons of God. And, and uh, beloved, now are we the sons of God. It, the Scripture over and over declares who we are, the beloved to him. And the world hates us because it's just like our enemy, the devil. He hates us because we're doing what he used to do. And we're doing what he can't do no more. 
And he hates to see you worship God in spirit and in truth. And he hates to hear you sing about Jesus. And he hates to hear you tell somebody about Jesus because that's where he lost it. In his pride and, 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 and wanting to be uh, higher than God. And, and that, that's where he lost it. So uh, he fills this world with hate against the truth. And the world will come against the truth. They can twist the truth. But they can never duplicate the truth. They can imitate it, but they can't duplicate it. It's just like when you, you see something happen, an event, you can go back to somebody and you can imitate it to t- try to explain, but you can't duplicate what actually happened. It's just like I was sitting on the street and I saw this guy. He got shot and he fell back. And, and you're doing all that, but, but you're not duplicating it or you'd be dead. You might be imitating what happened, but you're not duplicating it. To duplicate it is to make another, uh, make it happen. But, but, but when it's God's word, it always works right. And from the beginning, uh, people tried to, to duplicate what God was doing, but they could only imitate it. And the imitation always loses. Listen to this in Exodus chapter 7. Uh, verses 8 through 12. The Lord spake unto Moses and Aaron, saying, When Pharaoh shall speak unto you, saying, Show a miracle, then you will say to Aaron, Take the rod, cast it before Pharaoh, and it will become a serpent. And Moses and Aaron went in unto Pharaoh, and they did as the Lord commanded. So they, they continued in the word. They, 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 they did God's bidding. They did his word. And Aaron cast his rod down before Pharaoh and before his servants, and it became a serpent, just like the Lord said it would. That was the miracle. Then Pharaoh also called the wise men and sorcerers and magicians of Egypt. And they did in like manner with their enchantments. For they cast down every man his rod. And they became serpents. But Aaron's rod swallowed up their rods. So you had God's plan, God's men, God's word that ordained the miracle. The magicians imitated it, but they couldn't duplicate it. And no matter how it looked or it acted, it was not the same because it wasn't of the Lord. You got to be careful of cheap imitations. <laughs> hey, everybody, everybody speaking in an unknown tongue ain't, ain't speaking through the Holy Ghost. You hear me? Come on. Come on. Yeah, we need discernment. God, give us discernment because we need to know. Uh, that uh, everybody that's got a form of godliness uh, ain't got the power. It's, and and, and there, there's a lot of imitations out there. But the truth always comes out on top. The real thing swallowed up the imitation. And, and that's, the truth will always set us free. Because Paul told us in 2 Corinthians 13 and 8, we can do nothing against the truth. And what they did was the truth because it came from God and it was God's word. We can't do anything against the truth but for the truth. It's always been about the truth. I'm trying to keep an eye on the clock, folks. Uh, But um, uh, we need to stand. If you ever need something solid to stand on, it's the truth. There's nothing greater. There's no more firm foundation than God's word and standing on God's word and and, and, and maybe this seems elementary in teaching, I don't know, but, but I feel like that we can get so caught up with just 
feeling his presence and, and having these miraculous services and stuff that we forget that this is a life to live and we need more. We need, we, we need the shaking, but we need more than the shaking. We, we need something solid under our feet because you know, there's going to come a time where well, the enemy comes against you. You're going to just start rolling in the floor. You're going to stand up and start speaking the word. That's what's going to happen. Uh, woo, look, there, there comes that roaring line. You just start rolling across the floor. He'll just chase you down. Wait till you're tired. No, we, we want the word to stand on the word and, and believe the word of God. I mentioned Adam and Eve uh, earlier, and we said, well, we know that story, but just, just listen to it one more time and, and see where they got off course. And in Genesis chapter 3, it says, The serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field that the Lord had made, Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Yea, if God said, you should not eat of every tree of the garden. And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said. My goodness, that was enough right here. You shall not eat of it. God said, You shall not eat of it. Neither shall you touch it, lest you die. And the serpent said unto the woman, You shall not surely die. For God does know in the day you eat thereof that your eyes will be open and you will be as God's knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit and did eat, gave to her husband with her, and he did eat. And the eyes of them both were open. They knew they were naked and they sewed fig leaves together to make themselves aprons. God said, lest you die. The serpent said, you shall not die. Well, who's telling the truth? God don't lie. The Bible says it's impossible for God to lie. God's not kidding. You're going to die. Have you, have you seen Adam lately? Have you seen Eve? You know why you hadn't seen them? They died. He didn't say you would drop dead immediately. But death was going to enter in. And you may not die immediately. Be a slow. There were a lot of things that God said would start to be miserable in their life. He told Eve, he said, childbirth going to be something. I'm paraphrasing. <laughs> childbirth going to make you think different. It's coming. Hey, Adam, you know all this good food you got right here to, at your hand? Now you'll be eating bread by the sweat of your brow. You're going to be plowing a field. You're going to be digging up thorns and things going to be rough. It's going to be different now and then you'll die. It's going to happen. But the servant said we wouldn't die. And he showed me the tree. And man, the tree looked good. I didn't ever said the tree didn't look good. I said, don't eat of it. I said, stay away from it. it. Was it time for you to have that? You wasn't supposed to have it. I know what you need. I give you everything you need. Continue in my word. Don't eat of that tree. Now you're not free anymore. You're in bondage to life now, the world, to the, 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 to the curse of sin. Now you're in bondage because you broke the word. Their life and quality of life was tied directly to God's word and their obedience to it. Everything changed when they went against the word. So don't, don't let go of the sure and settled 
Word of God just because something else looks good or the offer sounds good. There is never a better life outside of the Word of God. You can believe that. And we live in a time where we will, we will be challenged for our stance on truth. We will. Paul worried about that. Uh, he even brought up that same instance to the Corinthian church in 2 Corinthians 11. He brought that same uh, story up in 11 and 3. He said, but I fear lest by any means as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety, so your minds should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. He said, it had changed. There's always going to be somebody trying to lead you away from the truth, trying to get you away from the word. In any, I'm, I'm jumping some scriptures around, Sister Bibby, just for time's sake because we're running down. But he, he went on to say over in, uh, in verse uh, 14, and he said, and, and it's no marvel for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. So it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness whose end shall be according to their works. That's why I said we need discernment because everybody that's saying they're prophesying ain't prophesying and, and everybody that's saying they've got miracles ain't got miracles. they got an imitation. And everybody that says they've got tongues and, and that don't mean uh, you, you can just check with them. Check, check their foundation. Are they in the truth? Check it by God's word. Are, are they in the truth? Because, because you, can't, you can't be living these lies if you're founded on the truth. And you can't be doing these things. You, it, the truth will always stand, but you'll always find those little cracks in those imitations. The truth will always swallow them up. And Paul wrote again in, in, in Galatians, and I'm getting close to, to ending, honey, if you want to come on to the music. Galatians chapter 1. Paul said this in verse 6, I marvel that you're so soon removed from him. He was, he was talking to these, uh, these converts that because some Jews had come back in to try to bring them back under. Remember what Jesus said at the beginning? He was talking to the Jews that had believed on him. He said, you've got to continue in this now. But there were some trying to pull them back into some things under the law. So he said, I marvel that you're so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel. Let me give you a, a warning right here. Don't ever think that you're, you, you know so much that somebody can't slip in and whisper falseness into you. He was talking to these believers, to these born-again, Holy Ghost-filled, baptized in Jesus' name, part of the church. And he said, I marvel that you're so soon removed that you've believed something else. People will try to change what you believe. Oh, no, that you don't need all that. Oh, you can keep worshiping. Hey, we do that. We lift our hands. We run. We, we jump up and down. And we even got a few people speaking tongues. And Okay. But do you believe the truth? Do you believe in the truth? And he said, so I, it, it, I marvel that because you got the real thing. You've been born. You, you've started off in the spirit and, and you had the spirit of God change your life. And now you're moved to another gospel. He said, but it's not another. Because the gospel is a saving word. 
the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. He said, this, is not, this won't save you. There'd be some that trouble you and would pervert the gospel of Christ. But though we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. And as we said before, so say I now again, if any man preach any other gospel unto you than that you have received, let him be accursed. For do I, now I persuade men or God? Do I seek to please men? For if I yet pleased men, I should not be the servant of Christ. But I certify you, brethren, the gospel that I, that was, which was preached of me is not after man, and I did not receive it of man, Neither was I taught it, but by the revelation of Jesus Christ, who is the truth, who is the foundation, who is the Word made flesh. I'm telling you, we've got to stand on the Word. And that's where Paul said, I got my gospel. He said, I got it from the foundation. And I've got some more. Let's, let's go ahead and stand tonight. I, I'm not done, but we're going to quit. Uh, I, know, I know that... Um, I would just be really repeating myself through these things. But if you would begin to read in, in Timothy and read the words that Paul wrote to Timothy uh, in 2 Timothy, I'll just tell you if you want to go home tonight and read 2 Timothy chapter 3 and, and then in chapter 2 when he told us to, to study to show ourselves approved. Study what? Study God's Word and, and stay in that. He said the foundation of God is sure and that you can actually recover yourself from the snare of the devil. So we need to stand for, stand on, stand in, continue in the truth of God's Word. That's what's going to keep us free, church. That's what's going to keep miracles flowing in our life. There'll never be a revival or miracles of any substance outside of the truth of God's Word. Everything else is just an imitation. It's a show. But when it's done according to the word, it always works. It always works. Praise the Lord. Let's, while she's playing and singing tonight, I'll just open the altar. If you want to come and pray a few moments before we're dismissed tonight, just come and pray for a fresh revelation of the word in your life. and Lord, Make a commitment to God. I'm going to continue, God. I'm going to keep moving forward. We're going to be free indeed.